This is Walt Schaub, Senior Ethics Fellow at the Project on Government Oversight, and I'm speaking with Dylan hedler Godet, who is POGO's Government Affairs Manager. We're talking about members of Congress trading stocks. And Dylan, members of Congress certainly have given the public plenty of reason to be concerned about their stock trades. Uh, there was a case not too long ago where the Justice Department prosecuted uh, former representative from New York, Chris Collins, for insider trading he committed at the White House. And there was even video footage of him on the phone on the White House. <laughs> yeah. um, last year, a court sentenced him to 26 months in prison before Donald Trump wound up pardoning him. It's actually really hard to prosecute an insider trading case. You don't see a lot of actual prosecutions of insider trading, although you see a lot of instances, and we've seen this over the past couple of years, where something happens that looks a lot and smells a lot and walks a lot like insider trading. A bunch of stuff that just looks really bad, you know? That has a really harmful effect on, on the way the public thinks about government. And we do have some polling data about how the public really thinks of corruption in two key swing states in Michigan and Ohio. You know, we hear a lot about Michigan and Ohio every time there's an election, of course. We really wanted to know what voters in Michigan, Ohio thought about the issue of corruption and where it ranked for them and how they thought about it. And it turns out by very large numbers that completely cut across like partisan affiliation. So Republicans, independents and Democrats think that corruption is pervasive, that it's pernicious and that it's, that it's an issue that government really needs to address. Public trust really takes a hit every time there's a news story about a member of Congress buying or selling stocks that seem to be connected with their activities. That further undermines kind of public trust and public faith in what's happening here with government. As you said, there was a bunch of other cases that drew public attention. Around the time of the pandemic, first entering public consciousness, you had Senators Richard Burr and Kelly Leffler dumping millions in stock. Uh, the news outlet Insider reported that just this year, 43 members of Congress of both parties uh, failed to comply with disclosure requirements to promptly report any trades within 30 days of, of learning that they've completed a trade. So it's really time for Congress to do something. One effort we've seen in Congress that has bipartisan support that we've been happy to sort of be a part of is we've worked with a couple of members of Congress. And in the House, this effort has been led by Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger and co-led by Representative Chip Roy. And they've introduced a bill called the Trust in Congress Act that would essentially require all members of Congress, as well as their immediate family, to like if they want to own stocks or other specific kinds of assets that are susceptible to sort of insider trading or some kind of gamesmanship, they have to put those assets into what's called a uh, blind trust. And the theory behind that is that once assets are in a blind trust, the member of Congress does not have the ability to make a transaction anymore. I know that Senator Merkley is leading another effort to ban members from trading stocks. I think that has bipartisan support, doesn't it, Dylan? I think it does in the House. I do not believe it's bipartisan in the Senate as of yet. And Katie Porter is working on yet another bill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Katie Porter and Kirsten Gillibrand over in the Senate have co-led a bill that would make a bunch of much needed improvements to the reporting. One of the things I've really enjoyed this year is working behind the scenes with you, Dylan, on an effort to recruit members of Congress to support something more ambitious that would not only require existing assets to be held in blind trust, but required them to be sold off so that they, the members of Congress actually won't know what's in the blind trust when the money's reinvested in something else and increase the amount of disclosure that they have to do. 
I mean, another thing that Congress really needs to get its head around is that matter of what assets they're allowed to hold, because there are there are clear ways in which like that's almost as big a problem as insider trading, right? So for example, you've got people who are on the armed services committee who own stock in some of the biggest defense contractors out there. So you see that there's an obvious and clear conflict of interest there. So I think Congress has to act in that space too and figure out how to avoid that kind of conflict of interest, either in reality or in perception. There may be members of Congress who would be unwilling to sign off on a strict bill if it didn't make exceptions for the family trust that they're a beneficiary of, that their great-grandfather or grandmother set up, or they don't want to have to tell their spouse that their spouse can no longer accept stock options for the jobs. Uh, All of the exceptions are negotiable as long as there's a commitment to coming up with some kind of prohibition to resolve conflicts of interest, either through divestiture or by requiring recusal from committee assignments, which would still leave the constituents able to be represented in the ultimate vote on a bill. Yeah, and of course, there are lots and lots of committees in Congress, particularly in the House. So I don't see any reason why a person who's got a lot of holding in, say, for example, defense contractors can't just be moved to some other committee, to the Education and Labor Committee or something, you know, uh, something where there isn't some kind of clear conflict of interest. So, Dylan, where does that leave us right now? There are members in both the um, House and the Senate. Uh, there are members in both parties, Democrats and Republicans, who, who are aware that this is a problem and who recognize it as a problem and are genuinely and seriously trying to do something about it. You know, we've mentioned a few of them already, but there are more that we're working with kind of behind the scenes who are interested. There's a positive message to take away from here. I think it's that there is a recognition that ethics and corruption is a big public concern. Legislative processes really are a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, And I'm really glad that we have somebody like you with the endurance to keep doing this. Uh, Thank you, Walt.